So back in front of the microphones, who do we have this week? We have Miss Hannah Quick. Hannah Quick now. We're I know. Hannah Quick now. It's so weird. <laughs> it is kind of weird, but mm-hmm. I think I'll probably always refer to you as Hannah Ashback. But I know. You're I, a Quick now. Yes, I am. I still think I'm Hannah Ashback half the twi- half the time. But yes, I got married, so I'm Hannah Quick as of December 2021. Awesome. Well, congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so we got Hannah here. She's from the chamber mm-hmm. and it's chamber has always been one of the places that we always look for as far as events in the community. We always refer everybody over to the website. I would rattle it off it by remembered it off the top of my head, which I don't, Wisconsin but you do. Wisconsinrapidschamber.com. There we go. <laughs> um, I just know it's saved underneath heart. So yeah, that's all you need to know. Right. So one of the, we're going to kind of do like a quick summer or spring, summer, fall overview, because there's a lot going on at the chamber. There's always a lot going on, but yes, especially spring, summer, things get a little bit wild. So it's a lot to keep track of. So I'm excited to dive into it a little bit. Excellent. Okay. So the one thing that we are really looking forward to is the bunny run. Yes. So Saturday, April 2nd at Riverside Park is our Nakusa area Easter event, or as Carrie likes to call it, the hippity hoppity hippity hop. The hippity hoppity Easter Easter Nakusa Easter event. Yes, it's a little bit different every time we chat. But yep, technically- pretty much. We get the hippity hoppity <laughs> in there. Do. We throw in the Nakusa and the <laughs> yes. Easter event somewhere in there. Yeah, it's never the same, but it's we it's get close. Not, but it all comes together. So that is going to be, like I said, April second, Riverside Park at ten thirty is the five k bunny run walk. So okay. you don't need to be a you know professional athlete to participate. You can bring the kiddos. Um, you can run certainly if you'd like or walk, whatever you're more comfortable with. Can the puppies come? Of course. Okay. Bring the puppies, bring the bunnies, bring whatever you would like. Excellent. Uh, and new this year, which we're really excited about, is um, Carrie's sponsorship of our awards. So yes, we haven't done this before. And after the bunny run, we will have three awards for our females and three awards for our males. And then all the kids get a little prize as well. Right. So that was definitely one thing, you know, we've always done the bunny run or you guys have always done the bunny run and just kind of looking at, we always like to try to make events a little bit better each year yeah, and see if there's something that we can kind of tweak to make it a little bit more special Mm -hmm. and realizing that we don't have any awards. So we watched everyone run, they finish and then they get in their cars and they go home. Right. And we're like, okay, well, how can we keep the people to stay just a little bit longer so we got Miss Wisconsin Rapids coming in. Yes, we had Cassidy Sayers to our Miss Wisconsin Rapids to come and present the awards. So that'll be really exciting. That's going to be really fun. Yeah. I cannot, does she know she's doing this? Yes. Okay. We have her locked in. She's ready. She's excited. Excellent. Well, good. Yeah. It's going to be a really nice addition to the event. And then after the awards, um, we will have visits with Mr. and Mrs. Bunny. Okay. So that'll be happening from um, 11 to 2. So you can bring the kids, of course, to just And where is that being held in in Riverside Park? Yep. So right in Riverside Park, kind of by the water, there's a shelter. So um, it isn't enclosed completely. So dress certainly for the weather. Um, The 5K is a rain or shine event. Or snow. Or snow. Oh, gosh. I need that word. I know, but we got to put it out there. Like rain is bad enough, but you're right. You're right. It has it's, snowed in the past. I know. It's April in Wisconsin. So and it's hard just, to tell. Last yeah. year it was kind of drizzly and kind of gloomy. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. But it makes for kind of a good memory because you look back on it and, you know, it's like, oh, we survived. We survived and everybody got <laughs> the same it. cold. Exactly. <laughs> and it was fun. It's it's part of the process of spring right. in Wisconsin. So, um, yes, we'll have visits with the bunny and um, we also have visits happening the following Saturday, which is April 9th from 11 to 2 in Riverside Park. And this year, we have 10 brand new bicycles that we're giving away. Oh, nice. So we're really excited. Um, all the kids, 12 and under, who come get a little goodie bag. And then in 10 of those goodie bags is a certificate for a brand new bicycle. So we take the kids to Walmart and they have $125 to pick out a new bike. So, so are really we fun. doing the Easter egg hunt like we did in the years past? So because of spring in Wisconsin, um, we didn't want to put all of our eggs in one basket and assume the weather would cooperate for an egg hunt per se. So instead, all of our Easter eggs and candy are beautifully prepackaged. Okay. And you can get your little goodie bag directly from the Easter Bunny. 
Okay. Yes. So we got to go visit the bunny. Go visit the bunny and get all your little eggs and prizes. All right. But Excellent. that also means that they can take those home and do the Easter egg hunt at their, their residence, right? Exactly. Very take true. Take them home, hide them around the house. I mean, I see a lot of the kids, they like kind of rip into that within seconds. Mm-hmm. But if you can snag it in time, I think it's an awesome idea. Right. Yeah. Well, good. <laughs> and so then those bicycles are sponsored by local area businesses? Yes. So I would love to mention some of our bike sponsors. So Current Technologies, Jacoby Custom Cues, Paper City Savings, Crockett Septic, Piggly Wiggly, City of Nakusa, and Chrisinda from Next Home Partners um, sponsored our bikes this year. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Well, good. It yeah. was good to see. I know. It's going to, it takes, it's a lot of moving parts, it takes a lot of businesses and a lot of wonderful sponsors to bring this whole thing together. But it always seems to go off without a hitch. I mean, whether it's raining or snowing or sunshine, I mean, the event goes on and, and we all usually have a good time. So mm-hmm. yeah, it'll be good. Very good. All right. So after our bunny run, we move into Blossom Fest. Yes. 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 Blossom Fest. I know. It's a very exciting time. <laughs> yeah. It's exciting. It's also like emotionally draining just thinking about it because it's a four it's a day lot. event. It's, it's a lot ex- of work. It's an extravaganza. That's true. <laughs> it's the only <laughs> word I can think. And this year you're not closing on the house in the middle of yes. it. So that's even yes, better. That is true. Last year, um, Carrie and Ben were so kind to schedule my house closing after the Dairy Berry breakfast. And it made for an exciting Blossom Fest weekend. I mean, that's a whole nother story. But oh, yes. I mean, we got the house. Nate ripped up all the flooring while I was gone at the parade, but it all got put back together. So whenever, eventually, eventually, well, let's put that exactly. in there. Eventually, it all got put back together. Yes. So it was an exciting week for a lot of reasons. But I'll be honest, I'm looking forward to celebrating, you know, our one year anniversary of closing on the house during Blossom Fest without having to come home to any like major renovations that we didn't. Originally, and Nate discuss. understands this that no renovations ever again during Blossom Fest. You know, I've tried to make that pretty clear. The thing is, he he got to pick out a lot of the renovations because I wasn't there, so he loved it. He got to pick out the carpeting. He picked out all the things. Did he do a good job? He did. He did a good job. It all came together. Um, of course, now he's still got projects he wants to work on. I don't think that ever ends. No, it does not ever end. Yeah. It's just like a continuation. It seems that way. It's like we just finished one. We just got the door handles put on about a week ago. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we were just shutting all of our doors, just holding the bottom. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Because you can just get used to it, you know? And then pretty soon I'm like, Nate, we got to get these door handles back up. So yeah, last year, Blossom Fest, it was kind of a fiasco. But this year it's going to be, I think it's going to be better. We still have a whole slate of events happening during Blossom Fest And it's week. four days, jam-packed, yes, a cranberry. Exactly. Everything. Yes. So we can start out with um, Lunch by the River, which mm-hmm. is happening Thursday. Um, that is on June 16th. And um, Thursday is the first day of Cranberry Blossom Fest. Um, our entertainment, we just confirmed today is going to be duology, which is Ben Shatuck and his cousin, Alex Quinnell. They're awesome. Okay. So we're really excited. It's going to be a fun day. Food vendors, all the, all the usual great things that happen at lunch by the river. Excellent. The next morning, Friday morning, the 17th is our dairy berry breakfast. So the dairy berry breakfast this year is going to be actually held at the lion's club. Okay. So a new location, but that's actually where they hold the carnival mm-hmm. during Blossom Fest. So I think it's going to be a really great partnership to be able to hold our event there and really be a part of Blossom Fest. Can we do carnival. rides right after breakfast? You can. So, oh, nice. Yes. Our um, breakfast is going to be open a little bit later. Normally we do six to 10. We're hoping to have it open until 11. So that way we can, you can come and eat breakfast and the Are carnival opens at Are we starting at, at seven? 11. You know, well, it's going to be a bright and early morning because some people... Hey, it's closer to the house, so... That's true. That's I won't true. have that far to drive, so they're, I'm good with it. I know. Their pancakes taste better at 7 o'clock for some reason. Right. <laughs> people <laughs> like that. So it's going to be an early morning, but it'll be good. We're partnering with the VFW this year, so we're happy to have that partnership that will be the wonderful, you know, pancake, sausage... Um, cranberries, cheese, cheese curds. curds. Yes. The whole, whole shebang. Excellent. Very good. And definitely yes. coffee in the morning. Lots of coffee. Lots of coffee. For everybody. 
Oh yeah. Volunteers, especially I'm looking at, looking at you <laughs> volunteers, wink, wink. It's always my 5am. I always, I always volunteer for that one. Cause still got to do a little bit of real estate I during this, but happens. I like doing those 5am shifts. Cause then most people are sleeping during that time. So it's true. You know, most people, most people, unless you're eating your pancakes at the crack of dawn. Yeah. Yep. Or, or if you're a dairy farmer. <laughs> or if you're a dairy farmer. That is very true. Right. And, that, and that's why uh, one of the traditions of that starting so early was, I mean, I remember back in the day actually going to a dairy farm to do the dairy breakfast. Oh. And, you know, June's Dairy Month, right? Yeah. And so, like, uh, normally every Sunday there would be a farm that hosted the breakfast at their place and they'd open a barn, set up tables and all that fun jazz. That's awesome. Yeah. We need a barn now. We do for next year. Let's for find a next dairy. Year, a dairy like, let's farm. find a farmer. We live in with central Wisconsin. We gotta be able to lock down somewhere. Mm-hmm. Right. It it started to be a challenge because of just hosting the amount of people that those would bring in. Um, it became stressful on some of the farmers. And I think that's one of the reasons why the Chamber of Commerce introduced that into this festival at the end of June. Oh, awesome. I love that. Excellent. I'm not positive that's actually the reason, but it makes sense. It, and, makes, and it like does it. make sense. It makes perfect sense. Yeah. 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 I, I like that. Learning something new every day. <laughs> so Friday afternoon, what do we got going on? Friday afternoon will be um, the carnival, uh, as always. Um, we're hoping to have um, Downtown on Tap back again. So that will happen um, in Veterans Memorial Park. And we're still waiting on the lineup of the specific you know, bars downtown that are going to kind of participate in that, but, um, it'll be live music, a food vendor, and then, um, drinks in Veterans Memorial Park. Awesome. It'll be a fun night. Yeah. And Saturday, of course, is the craft and vendor show. Yes. So Saturday morning is our arts, crafts, and cranberries fair. And that always brings in just a ton of vendors, both locally and from around the state. And are we doing the car show? So the car show we are going to have in um, September. Okay. So we'll have the car show as part of Downtown Grand Affair. We will have the bridge blocked off for Blossom Fest, but um, we are going to actually partner with the farmer's market this year because they do have their farmer's market around the same time that we Mm -hmm. have our event. And um, we got our permitting in early, got all of our T's crossed and I's awesome. dotted. So we're happy to um, be able to really join with them and have a partnership in, in hosting our event down there. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Very good. Um, and then Sunday, of course, is Father's Day. So we always like to yes. wish the dads a happy, uh, happy Father's Day happy and throw Father's them a parade. Day. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. The parade's going to be fun. It's going to be a little bit different if you have come in years past. Um, the parade will start over by the um, Southwood County YMCA. Okay. So that's where we usually start for our holiday parades. Um in the past, Cranberry Blossom Fest Parade has started over by Key Savings Bank. So it's the same route. It's just ran. It's just flipped. Backwards. Right. Yeah. Well, kind of. Exactly. I say backwards and I picture like all the floats like backing up, like yeah, going yeah. backwards. No, we're not that talented. Yeah. Hey, yeah. I, okay. I, I, you're I that, that talented. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> I'm just happy to be able to park the camper by myself. I mean. Yeah, that camper is, I, I've seen you guys whip that around and it doesn't look like an easy task. No, and I've never like backed up. I was never taught how to back up just like with the vehicle. I mean, I've known how to like back up, but I can't do it with mirrors. Mm. So, and I never was taught how to do it with a trailer. So I was pretty impressed with myself that I did not hit a tree. I did not hit the garage and I got it in the spot where it was supposed to be. So, I mean, I'm like, it's a three for one Mm -hmm. and it only took me like four tries. I only had to pull forward Four different tries to get it where it was supposed the to be. The neighbors so. probably got a show watching you try to <laughs> back that in. See, that's the biggest thing, you know, practice. Right, it, right. It's not a, an incredibly difficult skill. If you practice it more and more, you get better at it. Right. And I like, I watch him back it Ben's all up and pro. he's like, you know, I know, backs it up like, you know, a quarter of a mile and just like wiggles yeah. it all back in there. And then mm-hmm. there's me like, okay, I got to pull forward and kind of like not hit that tree, but keep going yes and kind of like angle that way so that way i can just slightly do something and see but now you've got confidence so you can practice more yeah that's true yeah and this mm-hmm. i think next month well we'll be have the camper down at the easter bunny yep our yeah. total baker seward mobile office will be down at the hippity hoppity 
Hippity hop. Hippity hop. Hope you run walk. Yeah. Run walk. <laughs> there yeah. we go. So it's going to be I down there. And, and I know that we're going to be doing some open houses with vacant land. Oh, and it's always awesome. my favorite to do vacant land open house. I like that. Yeah, right. People don't do that. They don't. And the nice thing is with the shortage of homes, it's kind of nice to be able to do, here's a chunk of vacant land. Yeah. And I usually hand out popsicles at these. So, you know, as people drive by this year now, we'll be able to have the, the mobile office there. So now I have a place to kind of go back and kind of chill in. But still, at the same time, still be able to handle those popsicles. So it's going to be really fun That's this really year. That's really cool. Yeah. And I then like we can that. have a private place to write contracts. Yeah. You know, that, that was one of the things. With the housing market being as crazy as it is, you know, having the mobile office there is a little bit of a refuge. So you can talk privately instead of at the kitchen table while five other shows right. are going on. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's true. I love that camper. I took a nap in that camper last year yeah. during yeah. Blossom Fest. It was so hot and the air it was, it was air conditioned. And I remember just laying down thinking like this camper is like the best thing ever. This is a great idea. It, it really was. Yes. Yes. Best investment. So yeah, it's going to be out or it's going to be down at Blossom Fest again yes, for the center of informational that. booth. Yes. So that's a really great, you know, able to point people on a good direction. Yep. And on top of it, we'll be back for the grand affair too. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be in the parade as well. So yeah. Yeah. We're excited to have it back. Um, you kind of touched on it a little bit. If we move past Blossom Fest, just a few months, we have downtown grand affair, which um, is very similar to the arts crafts and cranberries fair, except we do have that car show component, which is really fun and brings in a lot of mm-hmm. um, classic vehicles. I know last year they said that was the highest number of cars they've ever had register. Okay. So that was really, really cool. And I mean, I don't really know anything about old cars, but I enjoyed it. Yeah. They're pretty to look at. I mean, I have a lot of appreciation for people who just tinker on these cars. I mean, they're pretty to look at. They're gorgeous. I know, especially like to have one of those cars and live in Wisconsin where you can only like drive it a few months out of the year. Like, no, it's like weeks. Weeks. (laughs) It's weeks because it's, if I remember this right, it's there cannot be a cloud in the sky. Okay. The mm-hmm. roads have to be completely clean, so definitely need a lot of rain. Then the street sweepers need to come through because you don't want to have a stone get kicked up and chip the paint. So it's like weeks. Well, you probably deal with a lot of those like people who are looking for homes that need extra space for their cars. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And especially when we find the ones, you know, like kind of like our property that we were able to get. You know, we've got that extra garage. We got two extra buildings. On the property, and it's like, okay, you could fit the extra cars in here. Yeah. Which is really great. You know, that especially is. if someone has a small project car that they need mm-hmm. their little extra space for, mm-hmm. you know, have it to be a, a vintage, you know, European. Fancy schmancy. Fancy yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You don't, you don't know anything about that. I was going to say, yeah, Nate's got a, my husband has a car like that. And when we were looking for houses, oh my gosh, that was like so important to him that he has somewhere to put his darn car. And um, we found, you know, the house that we got, it does have that shed in the back and it seemed so perfect. And unfortunately it was just like an two inches too small. He couldn't oh, wow. shut the door. Okay. So we came close. We came close. Honestly, he has not touched the car. So whether or not the car was outside or in the shed, I mean, it's still sitting. So yeah, maybe one day we'll get it to the downtown Grand Affair. There you go. It I could mean, be a goal of his. We can mm-hmm. hope. <laughs> but it's like with any hobby, you know, it, yeah. it's something that you can um, go to and take care of and get away from the rest of the craziness of life. Or you go mm-hmm. to this and then you're like, okay, I really want to go back and work on that car. Yeah. Yeah. Or go find the project car to put in the garage and go, okay, yes. someday it's going to be in there. For sure. Maybe. So one thing that we kind of skipped over that we should really talk about, and we mentioned a little bit of it, mm-hmm. is the lunch by the rivers. Yes. Yeah. So I say rivers, but it's every single Thursday starting... Yeah, so starting June, yep, so the first Thursday in June, and I want to say it's like June 2nd or 3rd, um, from 11.30 to 1, so we have um, June, July, August, every single Thursday, and food vendors that we have confirmed so far are Rocky Rococo's, La Taqueria, Chatterbox, Deary's Foodworks, and um, 
feel like I miss, oh, Jamaican kitchens. How can I forget Jamaican kitchens? They're such a hit. <laughs> yes. Is purple basil coming back? Purple basil will not be there this summer, unfortunately. Okay. Um, I think if you're really craving your pasta bowl, you can probably find them in Stevens Point. Okay. But um, yeah, we're, we are still looking for another vendor or two. So um, we'd love to just offer our guests a little bit more variety if we can. Because um, we Who like to mix the gigantic it up? meatball. That was Fusco's Chowbella. Okay, is Chowbella coming back? We have not heard yet. I would love to have them back. Okay. So stay tuned. The gigantic meatball is, it sound, It tastes way better than it, it sounds. <laughs> it, it sounds kind of like what? <laughs> but it's delicious. It is. Yeah. So those are always fun. And we have live entertainment every week. Um, everyone from, you know, singers and bands to dancers, instrument players. I have a line on a magician. Oh, how this fun. This summer. So I'm hoping I can get him down there. Um, just a great place to showcase our local talent. And um, yeah, every week is different. So And that's like the really great thing is every week is different. Yep. There's always ice cream. I believe Chatterbox yes. posted it for you guys last year. Yep. I'm hoping they're going to be back with the she ice cream will. again. She'll be back with her ice cream. Excellent. Mm -hmm. That's good. Yeah. So lunch by the rivers, 1130 to one. If we do ever cancel um, due to inclement weather, we always post on our Facebook page or just give us a call that Thursday morning. Um, unfortunately, we don't really hold those events rain or shine because it's hard for our musicians to come out and play in the rain. Right. <laughs> There's something about electricity and rain. Just yeah. not, They're not good friends. I guess not. So, so fingers crossed for good weather this summer. And we, I think last year only canceled twice. Yeah, we actually it was a low it was a it low was very cancellation low. rate versus the year before. I think the year year before it was like yes. maybe half. And that's being nice. Yes. We had we had very good luck last year. So knock on wood. Mm -hmm. It happens again. <laughs> Let's hope so. Yes. All right. So I think that takes us all the way up to September. Yeah, September with the Grand Affair. Mm -hmm. Yep, September. With the, the car show. Mm-hmm. Yep. And um also thrown in the mix in there while we're chatting about summer events, very similar to Lunch by the River is our rendezvous in the park and gather oh, by yes. the gazebo. Right. So we should touch on those two. Yeah, those happen once a month um, in June, July, and August. So rendezvous in the park has three dates. Gather by the gazebo has three dates. And they are from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m., um, one food vendor and live entertainment. So those are always really fun ways to spend a summer night. Uh, mm -hmm. We're still working on getting our our entertainment lined up and our um, food lined up, but they're always, it's always good events, right? I mean, five to right. seven on a summer night. I mean, it's just perfect. So where is the park and where is the gazebo? Yeah. So um, for Gather by the Gazebo, that's in the town of Rome in their Rome Town Center over by their splash pad. Okay. They have really awesome facility over there. If you've never been, highly recommend checking it out. Rendezvous in the park um, that is in Nakusa and Riverside Park. Um, we change it up a little bit every week, depending on the entertainment of where specifically they want to sit up or set okay. up, but you can't miss us. We're usually right when you pull in, um, we'll get the food truck all in a good spot so people can, you know, stop by and get their dinner quickly if they want to just get food and head out. But um, yeah, they're always fun. All right, good. Mm -hmm. um, and then the last thing we should probably talk about is the off the clock. Oh, yes. So that happens the second Monday mm -hmm. of every single month and it rotates through different businesses. Yes. Yep. So those are really great networking events. Um, we really spent a lot of time rebranding our off the clocks. They were formerly business after hours and we wanted to create an environment that was a little bit more conducive to socializing and networking and just having fun. And I think that um, our off the clocks have done that. So this coming one is April 13th. It's at Junkyard Bar and Grill. And um, it's four o'clock to six o'clock. All of our off the clocks are four to 6 p.m. We try to keep that really standard. Um, there's always raffle prizes. There's mm -hmm. usually food and um, new faces to meet. So, And the really nice thing is it travels to different businesses. Yeah. And is this open to the public? Yes. Okay. So these are open to the open to the public, free to attend. If you're just looking to maybe meet some new people, this is a great place to do that. We have a lot of really friendly folks at the chamber who are willing to meet you and kind of take you around and introduce you to some new people. Um, as far as what's coming up for the rest of the summer, I know we have one happening out at Hoozles at the Lakes. We have one at Bullseye Golf Club. So mm -hmm. 
um, we're really trying to take advantage in those summer months of those outdoor venues as best we can, because we've kind of been cooped up for a while this winter. Mm -hmm. And it's really nice that, you know, post COVID, I'm going to say post COVID, Mm -hmm. um, to be able to get out and kind of socialize those outdoor ones, you can get a little bit more distance. So Mm -hmm. if you want to still come and do that, you do have that choice of, you know, I can stay for 10 minutes and just kind of meet a few new people, or I can still do stuff distantly and just kind of grab someone and kind of go off to the side and and have that conversation with them. So that is really great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. I think we've, have we covered? Pretty much everything. Okay. Um, And don't forget to check out the Chamber's Facebook page because there's a lot of um, kind of more impromptu things that we may not have thought of, uh, like coffee with the chamber. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, things yes. like that. So yeah. getting more information from the Facebook mm-hmm. and the website for sure. Yeah. We we really do our best to keep everything um, up to date on our Facebook page and our website. So if you're ever not sure, that's certainly the first place that I would point you to. Mm-hmm. And if nonprofits have events, uh, do you post um Like if they're having a fundraiser or something? Yep. So on our events calendar, we don't just have our own events. If there's other events happening in the community, we try to keep those up on our calendar too. So, you know, maybe you're looking for something to do on a Saturday night and we don't have something going on. There might be something else on our calendar that another organization is having. So, Excellent. Okay. Of course, we always encourage, if you are curious about that, not just your calendar at the Mm -hmm. chamber, but the CVB, the Visitors Bureau calendar is also very good. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And I know of two other events that's not chamber related throughout the summer because we've got the Aqua Skiers and that whole ski tournament in July. Right. Which is huge. It's it's phenomenal. And I'm hoping you're going to say bluegrass at the lake. That's another one. And that's another one that's coming up. Another fun one for sure. We're going to be talking with the organizers. Probably in a little bit to get a heads up on what's going on there. Yes. In a couple of weeks. I think they're having a meeting tonight or Ooh. tomorrow to kind of finalize everything. So cool. it should be fun. And then um, I believe it's still the first weekend in August. Um, the local car cruise is oh, yeah. getting together. That that car yeah. cruise that has been over at, you know, starts at Lincoln and goes. And that one is rain or shine. You bet. Yeah. I forgot about the car cruise. That's a fun yeah. one. Mm-hmm. There is so much to do in central Wisconsin. There is. Mm-hmm. I mean, our, our town is kind of small, but we've got a lot of really cool events that go on that it's hard to keep. It's hard to remember yeah. what they all are until you start talking about, okay, well, this is what we do. And that's I like, know. Oh, yeah. The, well, there's this. this car event too that we can go to. Yeah. When we had the YMCA on the show uh, last week and that whole discussion too about what else is there to do and and if you're putting down roots here how to you know use the ymca as a jumping off point for uh, fundraising activities you know child care and personal well-being as well Mm -hmm. yeah that's a great point it's a great place to be it It is is. we love our heart of wisconsin yes (laughs) so and uh, finally if someone wants to become an investor in the chamber um there's some opportunities for that i believe Yes, we would love to have um, any new business jump on board. Um, You can stop in at the chamber. We're located at 1120 Lincoln Street, or you can give us a call, 715-423-1830. And um, chances are you'll call or you'll stop in and you'll be chatting with us for a while. (laughs) And there's new faces over at the chamber too. So definitely stop in. I mean, if of anything, just stop in, ask for Hannah. She'll give you a tour (laughs) and then she'll introduce you to all the new faces yet while they're over there. For sure. All right. Well, thanks, Hannah, for coming uh, coming over again. Thanks for having me. Not a problem. That was fantastic having Hannah over. Yes, it was. There's so many great things that are happening this summer with the chamber, and it's always very exciting to see what, what is going on. It's going to be a good year. I think it's Hannah's second year. Hannah's it's second year. Full year. Yes. Of event planning for the chamber. Mm-hmm. So that, that's good. She's got her... Her um, green worn out, you know, she, she's been held to the fire a little bit. She's worked through the problems and issues. Well, it's nice to be able to see all of those events through now. This is, I mean, she's made through every single event, so she now knows what those events are because otherwise you hear about them. You hear about, okay, this is what we're doing, but you don't really can imagine what that week is going to be like until you experience it. And then you're like, Okay, so I totally understand. I nap 
very much beforehand for Cranberry Blossom Fest because it's going to be four days of go, 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 go Mm -hmm. with no rest in between anything. And then I can nap for three days afterwards. Right. And and you and I have done event planning and those type of strategic interactions with, Mm -hmm. you know, needing to have so many people at a certain place at a certain time and trying to work through the what happens when it doesn't work. Right. Um, And so now she's far more adept at the nuance, the minutia of where people need to be at what times and how many volunteers you need to have and whatnot. I hope the River Kings are back to do some public service work. Oh, they definitely are. They're always involved in the Grand Affair. So it'll be really good to see the, the gentlemen back every year. It's a new group of guys. Some are new, some are old. So it's nice to see them help out. Cool. Um, <clears throat> so as far as events in the area, there is also Nakusa Walleye Days. Yes. And that's going on uh, pretty much here at the end of March. Until like the, the 26th until the middle of April. Correct. Like about the 14th or 17th. Mm-hmm. I've got it written down. Nakusa Walleye Days. And it's one of those things where you can just go down and just like watch the boats on the yeah. river. It's a lot of fun just watching boats. Hopefully the snow holds off. Yes, something. (laughs) Big chunks of ice rolling down the river from everything breaking off. Oh, I'm sure if you talk to enough people from Nakusa, they could probably tell you the stories of how, yes, there was ice dams on there and they still did the walleyes. You still fished for the walleyes with the ice and... Oh, yeah, we've got the stories. (laughs) Oh, fantastic. Okay, so what else do we have going on? What do you want to talk about here in the last part of... Part of our hour. Okay, so we always like to kind of touch base of home improvement projects. Okay, demolition. Demolition. And our family is extremely good at demo. Yes, breaking stuff. Destroying things. Right, because the first... With cause. The first step of any building project is to dig a hole or tear something down. Or to go buy a new tool. There you go. So we've got like a couple projects going on. So last weekend, it was super nice. It was really great outside. I think I started five projects and got zero finished. Perfect. I mean, it's, it was like the perfect day. It's like, okay, I'm going to work in this corner for a little while, not finish it, but then go work in this corner, not finish it, but go work in this corner, not finish it. So it was five projects, zero finished. So I feel like that was a win for a weekend. Okay. But it was really great. You came over and you... Helped take out the toilet and the rest of the vanity in the main bathroom at the house. Right. So um, the toilet we had purchased when we bought the place, mm-hmm. um, it, and it's it's fantastic. It's amazing. Once you switch from a round seated toilet to an elongated seated toilet, it's it just it opens up a whole new world of comfort. Right. And the seat heights are also a little bit taller now than they were 50 years ago. So it's far more comfortable to spend more time looking at your phone on the toilet now. Right. But the, uh, the Kohler brand toilet, not sponsored, but, you know, good Wisconsin company. It is. You can actually go and tour the Kohler factory where they make the toilets. That is kind of cool. Yes. Um, but anyway, this one was an integrated tank design toilet. Which means even it's if you one piece. wanted to, you can't take the tank off. It's one piece, right? Right. Which makes it that much heavier. Yes, it does. So, yeah, I, w- I was happy to give a lift assist for that. Um, and then kind of help with the game plan of what's the flooring situation around the, the, the toilet flange. And know, we discovered uh, that we have an old toilet or old plumbing. Right. It's cast iron. So nothing that we had in our toolbox of tricks to cap it worked. Well, the downside of cast iron that's, well, let's see, yeah, like 50 or 60 years old. Um, It's not so much the poo goo. It's just that it's cast iron and it rusts. Right. And so some scale had formed, hardened, and uh, couldn't quite chisel it away enough to get a proper rubber stopper in. Right. But it's 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 fine. Normal. Right. So, but we went old school on that. So we just shoved a bunch of towels and in, into the hole and mm-hmm. all good in the world. And then we got the rest of the vanity out because we found out there's five layers of flooring. Got to cut away four of the five layers. So that way we can put in the new flooring or put in the new shower. So got the house approved for the rafter intern that's going to be spending some 
the summer with us. Congratulations. Yeah. So the house has been approved. And that means we got to get a bathroom finished by mid-May. But no worries because you do currently have a second bathroom that's fully functional. Fully functional. And it, it's full size. Right. So fully functioning bathroom. So our little intern, I keep calling it the little intern because I don't know who we get. Um, so the little intern is going to have their own bathroom. And then I am going to have my own bathroom, which is me. Great. Everybody gets their own bathroom. Cool. We right. You have to build the other one. We just have to build the other one. That's the downside. Yeah. So we're, we're pretty much uh, completed with that demolition. Just a little bit more of the old flooring flooring <clears throat> to get pulled up. And yeah, then we can start reconstructing. I'm really hoping that end of next week, all of that flooring is going to be up. And that way we can just go in there, come up with a game plan, order the parts, do the plumbing. I make it sound so simple. All we got to do is just do the plumbing, put the parts in. It's like Legos. Just put the parts in and just clickety-clack and it's all done. And it should only take us like two days. Um, once you have all of the, the pieces, the parts, yeah, it's, it's, it's like a Legos. weekend project. Yeah. And, and it, it really is. Um, the trick is understanding what parts and pieces need to fit and integrate with each other. Mm -hmm. And then how to actually make those pieces fit. And integrate with each other. Right. And we noticed that the the new vanity, we have to move the plumbing over from the, in the wall mm -hmm. over one cavity. So we're going to need to kind of tie into the existing plumbing. But we also then discovered that the plumbing underneath the, in the basement. So if we look from the basement up, all the plumbing for that bathroom is right on top of the furnace. Right. Which, unfortunately, you can't move a furnace for a day. Well, you kind of can. You kind of can. And that's why it's good to do it this time of year when it's in that shoulder season where, you know, temperatures are very moderate. The furnace isn't running much at all. Right. No, it, there, there's no, no part of that project that's um, inconceivable or going to create a huge amount of hardships. No. So it's, it's just going to be. Just got to get the stuff and put it in. Just got to be a proper planning. Mm -hmm. So proper planning is going to pay off and it's going to go so much so smooth. So um, that's going to be our next step for that one. But then also we got going on outside is spring cleaning. We do. We have the spring cleaning. And boy, that windstorm that came through in mid-December, we still haven't picked up all the branches, but we can see where all those branches are. And we're looking at getting rid of that tree line in our backyard too. And we got a gentleman coming in this weekend and he's going to start taking out those trees and making the yard a whole lot prettier. And it's a, a row of planted pines that, again, were planted probably about 40 years ago. Right. And they're all overgrown. We've noticed, like, probably about half the trees now are starting to die in that row. So, again, it's a, a lot better to do a controlled drop versus the uncontrolled drop where you just don't know where it's going. Well, and it didn't help that the uh, lightning strike last spring. That spring did not summer, help. Yeah. I, I, I think that may have... Um, advanced some of the aging of some of the trees near the especially near the strike i see that the ones on either side of it are kind of dying yeah, the off three a little on faster the, the three on the sides are yep mm -hmm. and then we've got the ones on the far east side those are starting to die off and again they're planted really close together so they're just fighting for nutrition at this point so uh, that line is going to be coming out and something will be going in i don't know what yet and they're cleaning out the sheds. We're cleaning out the sheds. The shed, the garage. Yeah. The secondary, the workshop. Yes. Site B. Site B is getting, we're going to probably turn that into like the garden center. We're going to get both lawnmowers into one location and all the lawn stuff into one location instead of the divide that it currently is. Because I've noticed I can't find anything. And so organization is like one of my favorite things to do when I have the time. Well, and then we can keep the uh, the large riding lawnmower, the zero turn, in there along with all of its implements. Right. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> and, you know, we've got all the garden stuff, too, that we just, I just can never find. And then you do what everyone does. I can't find the little trowel, so I just go buy one. And now we have five. Mm -hmm. And they're just, they don't have a home yet. So 
We've lived in the property now for well over a year. So now it's kind of time to really make sure that we have a better organizational system for these places. So we're going to get that second garage organized this year. We're going to get some nice shelving, some Tupperware containers or some bins or something. So that way we can see what sprinkler system tools stuff we have and get all of that together. Because again, we had it in three different locations. I have some of the regular garage, some of the back garage, and some in the shed. We just need to get everything together in one location. Now, I, I've reflected upon the reason why that had happened, why it had occurred that way. Part of it was because of the move. You know, you just put everything into a container and then move it, and you kind of get into a general location where you think. Uh-huh. Um, but a bigger part of it, and it happened at our previous house as well, is that you're doing a project, whatever, and then you get some sort of call or you have to do something, you know. Just step away. Step away. Um, even if it's just you're, you're done with the lawn mowing, now you have to take the refuse to the compost pile. And then the tools that you have in hand, you don't want to take all the way out to the shed where it's supposed to be. You just put them in the garage next to the car yep. and you drive away. Right. And then when you get back, you're hungry and you want some snacks. And then you go snack and then you totally forget that. Yeah, I know. I know how it goes. And our move to this place, I mean, it was all done in less than eight hours. We emptied out two storage units in less than eight hours. And we just kind of like threw everything in the house and it just turned into not even the best of where's Waldo. Which it, we, we are not complaining about that no. because when you have the help of like five when you or have six free, people, Yeah. When you have free help, you just go, okay, sounds good. And yeah, it, it was, it was a little bit of a mess. We, it took us a while to find everything. And now it's just, okay, it's now it's just time to get everything organized. Um, I, I think that a lot of people who have just purchased a house and are moving into it actually go through that same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember helping one of my cousins move into their house and they, they were packed fairly well. Um, I was in charge of the kitchen. Because, at, especially at that time, I was a kitchen dweller. And I, you know, opened a box and it's like, oh, well, it's got these things. And these should go in this particular drawer. So I just started putting everything away. Um, my cousin came in, you know, like an hour later. And she's like, wow, you've got that all done. And she started to open up cupboards. And I'm like, yeah, I just got this and there. And everything was in the place that she expected it to be. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it was another one of those things that. You have help, so go and do and put stuff where you think it's supposed to be. Right, right. And we always do appreciate the help that we get. So, again, it's just time to get that organization down to, okay, where is this? Because we still sit here and go, I think I own blank, but I'm not sure where. And we spend half the day looking for it. And then we're like, oh, we'll just go. It's just Home Depot's right down the road. Oh, we'll just go figure buy, it out. And then you buy one. And then you put it exactly where the other one is. Exactly. Yep. Yep. Exactly. That's how it all goes. All right. So, yeah. So we got some good changes that are going on here at, at the house, at the homestead here. And we'll be somewhat treeless and hopefully one full bathroom by the end of May. Or no, it's got to be done by the end of mid-May. <laughs> We've still got two months. We still have two months. So hopefully we'll be floorless. Bye soon. Go ahead. Run with the project. I'm going to run with the project. All right. So what do we got for the stage style and blocked? Right. Speaking of projects. Ooh. Um, yeah. Let's, let's see this one. Um, so the National Association of Realtors does put on a styled, staged, and sold blog. Uh, this one is put together by staff editor Melissa Dittman Tracy, <clears throat> entitled HGTV Host. Paige Turner rescues investors from renovation nightmares. The show is called Fix My Flip. Uh, Paige shares lessons that she has learned while fixing home improvement fails on a small budget. So it's really kind of an interesting article, and they go very much in depth about uh, people getting in over their heads doing renovations, similar to, you know, the bathroom. You think it's just a little project, and then, oh my gosh. Except these are investors that that do full-on flips. Okay. So 
she can, uh, let, let's highlight some of the things. Um, the first one she suggests is have a team of talent on call. So she suggests that investors need a solid plan, a good budget, again, budget plan, and a team of contractors for any large-scale renovation project. Okay. Um, and, and really, you think you can do it all yourself, and you might either get up against time constraints or availability of product or a situation that you haven't haven't done on, yet. Right. Yeah. And it's like, this is more than, you know, I, I can do flooring or whatever or plumbing, but now it's at a certain point where I can't. Right. It's way over my head. I need like 10 guys to just get I'm this into the out. whole entire electrical. But is an electrical situation, I tap out. See, I can and, handle and, some plumbing that I can, I, I can right? handle, can handle the tiling. But when it comes to electrical, I tap out. Good thing I'm far more comfortable with electrical then. Yes. Um, let's see. The next bit of advice that Paige gives is follow the trends of your market, uh, suggesting prioritizing upgrades based on return on investment, kitchens, bathrooms, head of household areas, you know, the, the primary bath and suite. Um, those are often targets for home improvement, but... They're finding out that projects in other areas of the home, such as offices or outdoor spaces, are going to bring you far more return on investment because the, stu uh, the cost of putting things into that are far less. Right. Of course, if you have a kitchen, and we, we tell our sellers this as well, um, look at what is dated in your kitchen, for instance, and if you fix one or two things instead of completely gutting it out, probably going to be getting a far better return on that smaller investment. I was like my minimal cost, but maximum impact. Right. And it takes, you know, a professional who's in the industry to kind of understand that and help you walk through that as well. Um, the other part is, again, location. Um, so this is one of uh, my observations, is that the location that you're in tends to lend itself to people looking at similar homes in that location. Um, so like if a subdivision was built in the 1970s, mm -hmm. the homes all kind of are similar to each other. We can look in the uh, sold data and actually pull up pictures of houses that sold even recently in that neighborhood, which, again, other realtors are going to be looking at as well to compare against what they, their client would be buying. And we can sort of uh, match the renovations to your area. Uh, and, and we have actually seen this, um, where someone had went way above and beyond because that was their style of the super, super high-end finishes. And now they're selling their house a couple years later, but that neighborhood is just not the neighborhood that would customarily have those high-end finishes in it. Right. So it's kind of off balance. We've even seen flip homes do the same thing mm -hmm. where they did it in the style that they would like. And the house would just sit on the market. Right. And the, even though everything in the house was 100% brand new, it wasn't that particular style that buyers in that area were looking for. It took a while. It took almost six months to sell the house. Where if they would have just went with a little bit more neutral, mm -hmm. it probably would have gone a little bit quicker. So back to the article, uh, the last bit of advice is leverage more color. Paige says, a can of paint can go a long way when working under tight budgets. Don't just reach for the gray or tans. Be a little bit more daring. You know, these neutral tones are once considered the hot new uh, neutral gray, for instance, but are in life, you know, step outside a little bit, dare to be bold and use some exciting colors. Um, she warns not to go over the top, but target those bolder colors for uh, certain key areas to accent the room. Right. Now, we've seen this uh, again reiterated in other um, blog posts like this, you know, with the color of the year and whatnot, uh, chartreuse, I believe. Mm -hmm. And that can be a pretty bold color, but you can also pair it with, you know, like, like the neutral tones, the grays and, and other ones that are more subtle. Right. Okay. 
So this next blog post, um, this one is sent to us by Audra Slinky. Again, we've heard of her mm -hmm. for the uh, stage styled and sold. The, uh, this one is called Designed to Sell Patterns, Texture, and Nature. Okay. okay so that's going to be another big trend for this year is, you know, again, bringing nature and natural patterns into the house. <clears throat> uh, take the blank slate and make it show ready by adding small bits of nature into it. So if you have a, a generically white or light gray pattern, uh, or, or excuse me, palette with your sofa and your furnishings, your tables and your wall color, add in, you know, again, that the green where you can. So bring in plants, even fake plants. Right. I was going to say that green tree that they have in there, not sure if it's real or not, but that really, I mean, your, your eye is kind of drawn right towards the tree. Right. And so then the thing that's unique about that room being this green foliage really focuses on that and helps, you know, start bring nature inside the home because that's really a, something that helps settle everybody is, you know, getting back to nature, those natural elements. Let's see, uh, coastal style, you know, with the big beachy fans and um, light blue on, on the decor items, mm -hmm. you know, bringing the, the nature from the coastal aspect in too as well. Um, I could see the coastal style having uh, the, the pinstripe dark blue with gray, um, expansive wood flooring, and also a whole pot of seashells on the coffee table. You know, um, here in our area, I think it's the down by the lake feel. Yeah. Okay. This next one is color infused. She suggests taking that neutral area, but bringing, again, pops of color into certain areas. Uh, I love the floor in there. It's like the nice old barn wood floor. It's yeah. like the deep, warm colors, mm -hmm. if that even makes sense. And it's it's that natural wood tone colors, so the, the really deep red sort of, um, you know, and when, it, when you put a lacquer or a shellac on it, how it just brings that that color out as well. But that's a natural tone, you know, which goes good with the light gray on the wall, but also then uh, medium tan on the accent wall. So it mm -hmm. really brings it all together. Yeah, lot, lots of ideas. Um, again, they also go back to the texture as well. So consider texture when you're looking at your decor items, not just color. And that's what's neat with all these natural elements coming into the house because they are so textured. Right. Um, and, and we've looked, like you said, down in the basement here, you know, you don't want to put things that might get musty or mildew or hard to clean, but you know, like a natural wicker furniture, you might think of it's for your patio, but why not bring it inside? Mm -hmm. um, we've seen that in sunrooms and, you know, the, the interim intermediary spaces between indoor and outdoor. So having uh, rugs that are outdoor resilient but still good and textured sounds good well i hope everybody enjoyed our, our show this week we'll see you next week all right you guys have a great central wisconsin day bye-bye